The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. What's happening, everybody? Uh, I'm Micah Warren. Thanks again for joining us on G. Cobb in the House. I'm with our buddy G. Cobb as well as Michael Perry from OTR Sports Online. How you guys doing tonight? More good stuff from the Eagles today. And once again, <laughs> we'll probably spend an hour talking about what the Eagles are doing. Uh, it, for anybody who doesn't know, the Eagles moved um, Chris Gokong and Sheldon Brown today to the Browns. Uh, they got a fourth, round, fourth, a fifth, and Andy Hall. I mean, Alex Hall. Sorry. Who we lose? Who we lose? All right. So anyway, so they they moved they moved one of their starting corners and they moved he's a starting linebacker, but does anybody really care for a fourth and fifth round pick? I don't know exactly uh, how that helps them this year. Um, I know Sheldon is thirty one years old. He didn't play well in some games. He's he um, not happy with his contract, which I, mean, I really don't care about personally. But uh, if you look at this from the outside, I mean. I'm fine with moving Gokong. That's fine because I don't think he's a, he's a, a starting NFL linebacker anyway. And as much as, as we can talk about Sheldon Brown uh, not having some good games, you know, he, he did get beat sometimes, he's still a starting corner. Uh, I mean, gee, are you okay with this move? As far as, Is this defense in a position to be losing players? Um, right here. I, I, I'm on now. Oh, Perry, thank you. Yeah, sorry. I, I, was, I was hearing everyone talking in the background. <laughs> We were experiencing some te- uh, technical difficulties. Um, so I was obviously just talking about the Sheldon Brown and Gokong move. The good news about this trade is that Gokong won't be for the Eagles, uh, which is always nice. Uh, are you okay losing Sheldon Brown, Perry? That doesn't make any sense to me unless they have some sort of backup plan. I mean, is, is, are they that confident that Yuselio Hansen can just step right in, or are they going to bring in a guy that, you know, that we don't know about in some sort of trade that's going to step right in. So it, It's possible, but to me, you've created another, another hole in your defense on a defense that can't really take on any more water. I mean, Joselio Hansen and Ellis Hobbs, I don't think, are NFL-caliber starting cornerbacks. Gee, are you okay with losing uh, Sheldon? Uh, no, but I, I think what it does, what it shows you, though, is it shows you that I don't think Andy Reid is running things as much as he was in the, in the past. I think that they have changed. I think the fact that you've got, um, you know, um, whatever is in uh, Howie, Howie Rosen, uh, what's his name? Roseman. Howie Roseman. Rose, Howie right. Roseman. Yeah. Anyway, Howie Roseman, I think, is taking orders from Joe Banner. Uh, right. you're, seeing all, you're seeing all of these salaries go. Uh, you're seeing all the veteran guys. They're, they're basically cleaning house, and they're taking some big gambles. 
Uh, yes, you know, the, the team wasn't able to get over the hump with a lot of these guys. You can say that. But, you know, you're not, you're not going to have much of a chance when you've got question marks all over the team. And the fact that they'll open up a gap there now. If they had a young corner who was pressing Sheldon, because I don't know how much Sheldon has left, really. I mean, right. he was hurting last year at the end of last year. And I wrote an article today about the fact that, you know, Sheldon always got good treatment from the media because he's a very good media guy, a better right. media guy than he was a player. And I think he was a good player. But the guys would bend over backwards to help Sheldon because Sheldon would give them a, uh, a quote when they needed it. And I also know he was leaking, <laughs> leaking stories. So the guy was very <laughs> – he, he, was, he was viewed very favorably. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But the thing is, I think one big thing in Philadelphia is, See, that's too much of it. It's too much of the way players are perceived. A guy can be a great player, but he's bad with the media, so he's treated like a bad guy, and we need to get rid of him. You know. And I remember the way a lot of the guys were for getting rid of Kurt Schilling. That, well, come on. What's this? You get rid of Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling was the best big game pitcher uh, you know, of the last decade or whatever you know, of this era. Uh, in baseball, and the, and the Phillies traded him, and nobody really had a major problem with it. And see, that's the same thing that's going on with McNabb. It's a personality thing more than, hey, look, make it about what guy's doing on the field. You know, I don't want to date any of the players. Maybe some of the media guys want to date the players. <laughs> I don't want to date any of them, okay? Uh, all I want to do is I just want to get good players. And clearly, Sheldon was a good player, and I think that uh, he was let go. Uh, because, you know, there's kind of a purging going on, and uh, even though they won't say they're rebuilding, they're rebuilding. So do you, do you really think Howie Roseman has any use? I mean, over Reed? I mean, and if that's the case, why would they give Reed an extension if they're planning on just taking the juice from him anyway? Well, he's not well, on the show. I'll tell you why, because Andy has always been a good soldier. When have you had Andy come forward and say, you know what, we gotta get, we got to spend some more money. we got to be more aggressive. When have you heard him say that? When, no, no, clearly, when clearly they, there are times they should have been. But, you know, you, you ever heard him take on Joe at any time like that? No. Now, if they'd have brought in a John Gruden, guys that have been very successful, uh, that know they can go somewhere else and get a job, you know, it would be really uh, a tough time here in Philadelphia because you know the way the fans are. Right away, boy, if, a, if one of the coaches came in, he would become a fan favorite. He goes like, you know what? We we got to be more aggressive, man. We got to go out and get this guy and get that guy. But Andy, if, if you say what you want about Andy, he's a team player when it comes he to is. the front office, and that's why he got that extension. He's a company man, and he never called Jeff Laurie that guy in France, which uh, one one of your former coaches, G, had no problems me. doing. Um, hey, well, let's go to the phones real quick here. We got Terry on the line. Uh, Terry, you with us? Yeah, I am here. How you guys doing today? We're doing well, man. What's happening? Uh, not much. You know, I was sitting in my office today and, and messing around on Facebook and saw the Eagles had let go of Sheldon Brown. And my first thought was that was probably one of the best moves that they could have made this offseason. And why is that? Why, why, do you, uh, why were you done with Sheldon? I, well, I'm a proponent of that move uh, because if you if you look at the history, first of all, let's just really look at Sheldon Brown as a player. Sheldon Brown has been a good player, but as I mean, if I've seen a steady decline of his playing ability uh, over the last two to three seasons. 
Right. His his ability to cover man man to man to me has been lacking. I think he's great in run support, but I mean, for goodness sakes, I mean, we nobody drafts corners because they're great run support guys. Right. Um, I think he's been injured and beat up, and, and I, I think it's time to where you know something's got to happen. You got to get something for the guy. You got to give him an opportunity for Sheldon, so he can maybe make that last big contract and move on with his life, or or, or you stick with him and you, you you pay him more because I I believe he probably probably would have started complaining at some point that he felt he was better than what he was getting paid. So I, I think the Eagles did themselves a favor. I think they did Sheldon a favor. And I think that in the long run is going to benefit the Eagles. And and I think their track record shows that. All right, but Terry, what you described to me, I have a question for you. And I ask you guys this, too, uh, uh, to Terry and G. I want to know what, what Terry kind of described there sound like a safety to me. This is a team that could use safety help. Why not even try Sheldon at a safety when you need a safety? Well, you know, my thing is, is this. The guy's been playing that position for X amount or 10 years, however many he's been in the NFL. I got some young safeties on the, on the, on the, on the, bench, on the bench coming up that may not be great yet, but they're developing. I may be able to go out and pick up a safety uh, from the draft, develop that guy. Um, and, and then also I could probably save myself some money in the long run also. So if I'm looking at it from, from the, the eagle standpoint, it was the perfect time to do it. I'll tell you this. This is one of the reasons that they wouldn't do that is because corners make more than safeties. And here you've got the Sheldon. He already wants more money. And then you're going to move him to safety and pay him as much as he would at corner? See, no. Atlanta doesn't believe in doing that kind of business. That's not... No, but you don't believe he's getting any more money. He's underpaid the corner, moving to safety there. Now your salary fits your position. There you go. There's your raise. I mean, I, I really feel, you know, Sheldon is a great player. He's been a great player. And like you said, he's a guy that's going to give you a people love him. He's going to give you a good quote here and there. But, you know, being a good quote guy and being a good soldier, you know, doesn't always get you, you know, good play. Come on, Sheldon has never been a great player. I mean, he's a good player, but, but Sheldon's not a great player. I mean, no. you know, he's a, he's a good player. And you need guys like Sheldon if you want, if you want to have a, a championship team. You need good, solid players, but he, he's not a great player. Yeah, but you know what? You can get another solid player. You know, you can't always get a great player, but you can find solid players. There's other solid corners out there, and there's ways when you play in your secondary, and, Mark, you know this probably better than I do, and, and I'm a college coach. You know, there's ways to, to help out and, and kind of hide your new guy that's in there that maybe just learning the system no, a little bit. No, no. no, you can't do that anymore in the NFL, especially if they can get you isolated. You can't even hide a safety. You used to be able to hide a safety. You surely can't hide a corner. Come on, especially the way they like blitz. No, you're going to be caught out there butt naked. Just like, you know, do that with no drawers on that skinny dip or something. Okay, okay, let, let's get a little technical here. You, sit, you can sit a guy, if, if we're going to play and, and at any level, 
cover two, it's cover two. If we can get a guy that can play that's big enough and strong enough to play it in cover two, and Tampa took it to the Super Bowl with him, we could certainly still do that and get somebody that can play that cover. All right, all right, guys, let me play referee for a second because we got to take a break. Uh, Terry, I want to thank you for calling in. Please give us a shout next week. We're going to continue the Sheldon Brown discussion and all the Eagles stuff when we get back. There's a report that I want to talk about out of Dallas today, too. That I want to talk about. We'll talk about it on the other side. This is G-Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific time. It's all about action. Touchdown! Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines. Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle, whether it's basketball, off the glass, football, Come on. golf, racing, or the Olympics. We've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. To the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. We're back with you on G. Cobb in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren along with G. Cobb and Mike Perry. And uh, we're obviously talking about the move today, um, the Gokong and, um, and Sheldon Brown getting moved to the Browns. There's something I wanted to get to because we're going to get back into that because it always happens anyway, even whatever. So, but I don't know. Did you guys see what, uh, what Keith Brooking said today? No, I didn't. What did he say? Okay, so Keith Brooking, uh, inside linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys who was part of that team that just smashed the Eagles to bejesus and back on those last two games. So he went on a Dallas radio station today and he said, he said, the way we dominated them, obviously McNabb didn't play his best, but they were very predictable. We knew exactly what was coming on every play. 
a lot of that didn't have to do with Donovan McNabb. You don't know what you got until it's gone. And basically, he, he's, he's put it on Andy Reid. So the entire Philadelphia area wants to put that on that game, those games on Donovan. That's all his fault. But here's a guy who played against them. They knew what was coming every play. Well, you know, I, I think that uh, what has happened is, um, you know, people know that Andy is not going anywhere. So uh, a lot of them have just basically said, well, we're just going to go ahead and we're going to put it all on Donovan. I think people will have to be blind not to know that, look, uh, both of those games, you had no adjustments. Uh, the Cowboys were they were very well prepared and they were they were all over the Eagles. Even you know you had guys you know what Charter said about Romo saying, "Okay, go ahead and shift. We know go ahead make the next shift, so we can we can go in audible to our play." And so we go, you know, come on. <laughs> it was hey, what, you, hey, what do you think about somebody like that, uh, like Brooklyn's making those comments? Well. I would probably think Minnesota would have said the same thing, you know, the game after that when they when Dallas looked pretty predictable. Yeah, this, <laughs> but, yeah you know what, those games look similar. Yeah, but, uh, I, I mean, that, that's what we get when, uh, when we watch these Eagles games. There's times where even, even me, even you, and probably 50% of the fans know exactly what's coming. You know, and so it just it, it seems like, you get these games where the Eagles are predictable and they look like absolute crap. And, and you, get the, you get like four or five of those games a year. And it seems yeah. like the last game of the year, you know, losing in the playoffs, that's one of them. And it, it's, it's true. I, I, would, I would say that Brooking is probably 100% correct. <laughs> yeah, I would think so too. But you have to think, you know, everyone's putting this on Donovan or whatever. So, you know, you have to think with these moves today – Donovan has to be gone, doesn't he? Because can you really start to get away with two starters? Say what you want about their talents. Two more starters you lost off your defense. And stick around with a 33-year-old quarterback? Does this not tell us even more that they've got to go to – if you're going to rebuilding, Donovan's absolutely gone. There, yeah. there can be no doubt at this point. And I think it could get to the point where, you know, Donovan leaves for, you know, like a third-round pick now. <laughs> you know? It seems it, to be getting. It it like they're, they're ready to. They're, it seems like they're just ready to move on, and you know, I, I just don't. I don't see any value in in it anymore. Well, well I, I think I think that definitely is what what it looks like. You got there is that they're, um, you know, they're basically rebuilding the squad, and um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but, but clearly, uh, with as much you know movement as they're making now. Uh, they're putting a lot on this draft. And, see, uh, that's the thing that also comes to play and comes to my mind about everything is that, you know, as much as you talk about getting draft picks and all that, it comes down to, to, to making the right picks. And if you're not going to do this, this whole thing blows up. And so it's, it's, it's extremely important that they draft well. And uh, they have got to give them credit for the last couple of years. They've done a good job when it comes to wide receivers. Uh, it took them a whole decade to do it. But they've got to be able to draft some defensive players. People like Macho Harris aren't going to get it done. Uh, nope. You know, some, some of these other busts aren't going to be able to get it done. Brian you know, they, they got to draft some outstanding players. Brian Smith, oh. Abby and Mary, Trevor Laws. The list goes on. And, gee, here's my question for you. Because, you, you, yeah, you're putting the pressure on the draft now, and that's not to say you can, uh, can't go through any team's recent drafts or any draft and find busts, because everybody does it. 
Nobody picks 100%. I don't care what anyone says. Here's my concern. They promote Howie Roseman. They, they, they keep promoting from within. So what's changing? Who's bringing in the new ideas? Who's going to change this to, to stop them from drafting a 231-pound defensive end at a McNeese State in the third round? Well, you I know, mean, the, the, the whole thing that they're banking on is going to be Phil Savage. They've got him in specially for the draft. And, uh, you know, of course, he's a guy that got fired from Cleveland, so obviously right. he wasn't doing that good of a job there. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, there's reason for concern. And that's why, you know, and, and this is another thing uh, about the whole McNabb thing. My contention is, look, you can't do a bad job in the draft and make a bunch of mistakes and then get to the end, end of the year and blame it on Donovan McNabb because you haven't won a championship. Uh, and so I, I'm almost ready to tell Kevin Cobb, look, I don't have a problem with Kevin Cobb going over there, getting in their face and saying, you're not going to draft this guy because he can't play. He might as well, if you're going to blame the quarterback for poor drafting, poor decision-making. Come on. It's like, you know, uh, uh, you know the, the, uh, the, the uh, franchise quarterback should have a say in all of that if he's ultimately the one that has to take responsibility for not winning, yet the coach gets a free pass. You might as well let him have a say in some of those things then. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think about this, too. Uh, as far as Kevin Cobb, what he must be thinking. If he is not sitting here watching this situation saying, that's me in four years if I'm lucky, you're a moron. This is coming for you, too, Kevin. This is what happens. The treatment they're giving Donovan, he's been nothing but a great guy, company guy. He's played at a high level. This is coming for you, too, Kevin. And if you don't play at Donovan's level, it'll come even sooner. Doesn't well, he have to be concerned? Or, I mean, what is he thinking watching all this? I think Kevin Cobb would be excited, though, about the people he's got. He, come on, look at, the, look at the weapons he's got going into. He's got, a, he's got an all-pro uh, wide receiver in uh, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, he's got a guy who is, is probably going to get a chance to go sometime, too, in a young player like, uh, um, you know, <laughs> who am I thinking of? Jeremy Macklin, okay? You got Brent Selleck, who's like a Pro Bowl tight end. You've got all these guys and, and some of the other people he got offensively. Uh, so he's got to feel he's got a Pro Bowl fullback. So he's got to feel he's stepping into – he couldn't have stepped into a better job, a better a situation offensively. But defensively, you know, he can't do anything about uh, what's going on over there. And, and whatever happens over there happens over there. And you've got a center who's coming off an injury, a left tackle who can't pass protect. That's, a, that's always a good thing when you want to throw the ball 50 times a game. Well, <laughs> hey, if that line can't play, G, all those other weapons mean nothing, and you know that. Uh, so, but even still, what if he does? He's got a lot of weapons, and they win, and they go to the championship game, and they go to the Super Bowl, and they lose. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah but I, you know, I, I don't think that, that's a that, – come on. Uh, if you're Kevin Cobb, you're a second-round draft pick. You're coming in. You would love to get the chance to get anywhere near where Donovan McNabb has been. Now, you know, whatever happens when you get there, it happens to you, but you're not thinking about that right now. Here you haven't got a chance to play. So you'll be excited to be able to get in there and play every week. You've got some great players that you're playing with. I think that he's got to be very optimistic. Uh, believe me, as a player, you're confident in your abilities, and I think he's, he, right now he's very excited. And like I said, uh, to think that he's going to an NFC Championship game, look, or, 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 or a Super Bowl, Hey, he would be so excited, he'd be ready to jump out of his clothes. Uh, right now, the way he's thinking, he's, he's not thinking about, you know, having to win a championship and all that. He's thinking about the excitement that he's going to get a chance to, to play. He is. I just hope he's looking down the road and just doesn't think that this is, uh, 
You know, because right now he's the guy. He's everyone loves him. Oh, let's go to Kevin Cobb. They've seen him for like two games, two and a half games. Yeah, it's all well and good now, now, but I just hope he's paying attention that the world can come crumbling down real quick. Well, the thing, the thing that uh, other people should really think if they're sober, this, come on, we don't have any, uh, any uh, surety that this kid can play on the NFL level. We don't have any surety that he's not going to be throwing four interceptions a game. We don't have any, I, we, don't ha- we don't know. And so uh, after two games, and all I would bring up is Bobby Horn. I talked about him the other night. Bobby right. Horn threw 11 touchdowns uh, in half the year he played. Uh, back in what, like '97, and yeah, nice. I remember the game he had against. Uh, he, he really he outdueled Boomer Esiason. Right. I mean, out, he outdueled him, 44 to 42. He scored at the end of the game to win it all. I mean, it, John Gruden was jumping out of his skin. John Gruden, who knows quarterbacks, right? Yeah. The guy didn't get through half a season. They benched him and said, you know, basically, Sarinara, get the hell out of here. And, you know, keep going, here's an apple and a road map, and get the hell out of here, okay? <laughs> and I try to tell people, we don't know Kevin Cobb, and if that happens, I want to, I want to, I want to be the one to give uh, Howie Roseman the road map and apple and tell him to get the hell out of it. <laughs> so you're going you're gonna to put that on Roseman first? If Cobb can't no, play, no, who do you no, put the most of the blame on? No, I, I think I put most of the blame. Uh, you know, I, I really don't know. I figure they need to clean all of them out. They, you know, you know, Joe Banner has his hand in it, and and Joe really is the one running things now because he's got uh, Howie Roseman in there, basically is his gopher. Not and, a football and, guy, by the way. Yeah, and 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 you know, so I think that they're outpositioned in Reed because I knew all along that if if Andy Reed uh, didn't fight for uh, McNabb, he would he would be gone because he would have been gone last year. And I really believe that uh, he would have been gone, you know, uh, uh, maybe a couple years back if it wasn't for Andy Reid. Well, then doesn't that kind of show you that maybe uh, Banner and Roseman don't know what they're talking about when it comes to football, and maybe they should stick to contracts? I mean, why? Why would you? Why, why are they so hell-bent on getting rid of them? It doesn't well, make uh, sense to me. It really does not make sense to me. And it sounds like people that don't know what they're talking about are making these moves. Well, that's what it sounds like to me, too. But, uh, you know, that's... You know, they're the ones in charge. I think that, uh, you know, there's no doubt that, that Joe is closer to uh, Jeffrey Laurie than Andy Reid is. Yeah, And, um, you know, I know that there's more meddling going on than people know and that uh, they, they're ready for McNabb to go now. Understand, they, they think they know what they're getting. Uh, you know, yeah. you would have expert uh, football people who would tell you, you really don't know about a quarterback. Then, like, you got you, you at least got to let him play a year before you really know. Hey, can this guy be the guy? So, you're exactly right. Wait, yeah. Gee, are you uh, you got to run? Yeah, I got to run. Well, gee, thank you for joining us. We'll uh, we'll catch you again next week. Uh, we got to go to a break, uh, but we'll talk to you on the other side. This is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines. Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle. Whether it's basketball. Off the glass. Football. Come on. Golf. Racing. Or the Olympics. We've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. Tune in to the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, we're back here on G Cobb in the house. On VoiceAmericaSports.com, I'm Michael Warren, and I'm joined by my co-host this evening, Mr. Michael Perry from OTRSportsOnline.com. And we were talking about something as we headed into the break the last time, and it, if it doesn't concern the Eagles fans, it should. And uh, if you didn't see, uh, yesterday the Eagles extended Joe Banner uh, by three years, so he'll be in town for another three years. Um, now, I think too many Eagles fans, and Perry, I want to get your take on this. So many Eagles fans say, oh, I hate Banner, I can't stand Banner. And I, I, probably a lot of it's because when he does do interviews, he doesn't always say the right things. I remember, I don't know if you remember this from a few years ago. This is much than four years ago. He said something, I don't know why everyone's complaining about not winning a Super Bowl. We're, we're competitive every year, and they should be happy with that. Do you remember that, Terry? Yeah, I do. That's, that's the I, way to get right to their hearts. That's, that's speaking right to Philadelphia fans. They love that stuff. Oh, God, that's right up there with Ricky Waters saying for who, for what. Like, no, that's not what these people want to hear. Um, but the truth is, Ben is a, a phenomenal executive at what he does. Um, he, he manages the cap. I know, I know no one wants to hear, like, oh, I'm so sick of winning the salary cap bowl. It's an important part of running an NFL franchise, and that's just the way it is. And he's very good at it. Here's my concern. Now, uh, if you know Joe Banner came in, he's a finance guy at heart, uh, and that's why Jeffrey Lurie brought him in. Uh, when he got the team years ago, and here's my problem: is that it seems like, and with, based on what G's saying, and I think I have to agree with him. So Howie Roseman, 
who's the Eagles GM now, was uh, brought up through the ranks for the last 10 years, started as an intern, and, and you know, learned the, the ropes and was brought in. He's not a football guy either. So if Banner is pushing the buttons on personnel moves and Howie is you know, the guy executing these, does it bother you, Perry, that you have neither one of them they're not football guys. I mean, you can't tell me they can analyze a corner's technique and tell me how he's going to play against big receivers or little receivers or whatever it is. It's ridiculous. Does that bug you? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it seems like the, the organization, they make a lot of business moves, but they don't make a lot of football moves. You know, it, like the, even like the last, last couple years, you know, they're making all these, all these moves to get all these draft picks, and they think all these draft picks are – are, are going to, you know, step right into the starting lineup. And granted, they, they've been, you know, they, they've had some good picks in the last couple of years. But it just, it irritates me sometimes. I mean, it, it even, you can even go back to Terrell Owens, you know, and, and yeah, they didn't feel like signing him because it wasn't a good business move. But it sure would have been a good football move to sign him. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's true. It's so it's so consistent now, and I think it's gone to the point when when you lose Brian Dawkins, you, you lose Donovan McNabb, you know, most likely you lose Shelter Brown. You start losing these guys that have been the, your main core of your team. Yeah, it, it gets irritating. You're just like, what what is going on? Like, uh, two years it, two years ago, we we weren't re- we weren't ready to rebuild two years ago. I mean, we were in the NFC Championship game. We just needed to. You know, fill some holes. We didn't fill those holes, and now we're all nope. of a sudden, two years later, we're rebuilding. This defense went happen? from this defense really went from one of the more feared defenses that people really would probably prefer not to play against. To I mean, let's look at this defense, Perry. Trent Cole, and then you got Patterson and Bunkley in the middle. Patterson and Bunkley, good. They're nice, not great. They're not. They're not doing what Kevin Williams does. Or, or what you know, Hainsworth does when he's motivated and just shredding the inside of a line and disrupting opposing offenses. And then a defensive end, you know, and Perry, I think it was you that said this last week about it's more important for them to, to look smart. Hey, look at this guy we found. Yeah, we got him on the cheap. He didn't cost anything. Yeah, because he stinks, because the guy can't play. Like, so, so now are you telling me Daryl Tapp is your starter? But he's only 25. And he's got upside, and he didn't cost us. He cost us next to nothing. Great. <laughs> Daryl Tapp's your smaller version of Darren Howard. <laughs> yeah, he's a smaller version of Darren Howard, who was. And, and this is the thing too that that gets me. I don't like when when Eagles fans like to jump on the oh the Eagles are cheap, Joe Banner's cheap. They're really not. The Eagles will spend uh, if they value a position, they value a player, they'll pay for him. Darren Howard, they spent money on. He wasn't cheap. They spent a lot of money on Kevin Curtis. Too much, if you ask me, for a slot guy. Uh, they spent six years, $60 million on Jason Peters. Here's what happened. Darren Howard, no gas left. Couldn't play anymore. And let's use him as a situational tackle, which is perfect. Because, you know, that's the guys you give $30 million to. Situational tackles that are really ends, but they, they rush the passer on third, uh, passer on third down. That's you give $30 million to, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you give $60 million to a... A left tackle that can't pass block. Well, last I checked, you like to throw it a lot. So it's not just it's not that they don't spend. When they do, they seem to have spent it incorrectly. 
And then, and now you've got this situation where God, this defense. G was right. Yeah, they have a lot of weapons on offense. They do for the first time in a long time. Yeah, and but that I mean that, that that's what the the Philly fan looks at. You know, they see all these weapons, and they think that Kevin Cobb will just step right in. But they they don't they don't have an offensive line that can protect. No, so you, you had a huge quarterback in Donovan McNabb. Take he took a beat in the last eleven years with these last 10 years of this offensive line. And that's what scares me. I don't know if Kevin Cobb could take that beating. No, we're going to find out, too. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? If you look at the offensive line toward the end of last year, those Cowboys games, which, you know, it was obviously all Donovan's fault because it was his job to pass block, too. Because Jason Peters, who, if he's not busy getting beat, he likes to fall, start, and hold. So uh, thanks for that. He's good for three penalties a game. What's that? He's good for three penalties a game. Yes. And you, let's be honest, if you're getting caught holding, you're beat. You know, you don't hold just for the fun of it. You hold because that dude's around you. Yeah, you and might you look, start for just the fun of it, but definitely not hold. <laughs> <laughs> and so next time you have Harriman, who's a nice guard, but again, he was a tackle. Well, we're going to make you a guard because we're smarter than everybody else. And at the end of the year, you have Nick Cole playing center who, uh, okay, I guess. I'd rather have him at guard. You have Max Gene Gills at guard. Max Gene Gills can't move. Your best lineman at that point might have been Winston Justice. Yeah. So something's probably wrong there. And two on the years, other side of the ball, removed. holes all over. Who on this defense do you think can play? Cole and Samuel? Maybe Quentin Michael, if he's got somebody helping him? Stuart Bradley's coming off an injury. You get rid of Gokong, which I, I'm, I'm fine with. Uh, Gokong is not a linebacker. It wasn't his fault that he couldn't play the position, but he, he just was, again, oh, you're defensive end? I'm going to make you a linebacker. Meaning of that. You like Here, here's, a question. Here, here's a question for you. In, in that trade, do you think Sheldon Brown was traded for the fourth, the fifth, and that linebacker, and then the Eagles just threw in Gokong <laughs> to get rid of him? <laughs> they stuffed Gokong into the deal. Yeah. Do you think Cleveland even knows that Gokong is in the deal? <laughs> no. Did anyone tell Cleveland that Gokong is on the way? No, they, they just hey, read the fine print, Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny, though, is I'll bet you Gokong has a chance to be very productive in Cleveland. Because well, they might use him correctly. What's that? They might use him correctly, maybe playing hey. in the position that he's used to. Well, they run a 3-4. So as an outside linebacker in a 3-4 rushing the passer, he could be very good. Yep. I mean, that's what he does. That's his thing. He, he's, not a, he's not someone that's going to cover your tight end in a, in a 4-3. I mean, my God. Yeah. You know, well, I'm, he's not, not, I'm no football He's not scout. anything else. That's what he does. He rushes the passer. That's what he does. You've got to put him in positions to do that. And I don't think either of us are brain surgeons when it comes to this stuff. Why is it that we know this and the Eagles don't? No, <laughs> that's not the answer I was looking for, Perry. But yeah. it's—I um, mean, it's starting every. It seems like it's getting worse every year. It is. It re- I really think it is. And now you're taking a defense that was really put together with duct tape last year and rookies. Now you're going to tell me whatever you get in the fourth and fifth round is going to replace what that was. Well, here, here's something that uh, I wanted to go over. I kind of made a list of all the fourth and fifth round picks that they've had you know, right, for recent years. So I'm thinking, you know, if they can get players like this, you know, they, they can fit right in. 
You know, like like, uh, like Jake Iguano. You know, Jack Iguano. Yeah, he was a. Uh, he really fit what they were looking for by getting him in the fourth round. They got mm-hmm. a bargain, and he had a shredded knee. Yeah, how about C.J. Gaddis? C.J. Gaddis was so good that he didn't even make the team at a training camp. Nope, nope. And then, and then you have Jeremy Bloom. Hey, all upside is what I say. He's a speed guy that hadn't played football in two years, but we got a deal on him. Well, one, of, one of our fan favorites, too, Sean Considine. I mean, if we can get a player like that in the fourth or fifth him. round, I mean, it, then it's, it makes that trade that much better. They're going to have to get a Sean Considine in the draft. They need a yeah. safety who can cover but have so few ball skills that it looks like some kind of a circus when the ball's thrown his way. If they like can maybe get that to pair with Quentin Michael, I think you're really short up the back end of that defense. So you're saying maybe like a J.R. Reed? If they're able to get J.R. Reed, I mean, that's a plus. I mean, the guy uh, could return kicks, couldn't play safety. But mm-hmm. in the fourth round, I mean, he was, he was worth taking a flyer on. I mean, these are guys that are all... Boy, have helped the Eagles for years. What other, what, I mean, what other I, ones are on there? I mean, I will admit that they they hit on Freddie Millens. They hit on Omar Gaither. They Freddie hit on Millens. <laughs> That's great. Now, I, you know, I'm not trying to get on Mark McMillan, whose show is before us, but Millens is an Alabama guy. He is a... Uh, <laughs> well, that probably explains oh, why he, he, he was drafted oh, high. In 02? Is that right? <laughs> I think it was, uh, yeah, it was that too. Wow, yeah, they called him, I suppose they called him Freddie Millions at Alabama. And I'm sure he was a decent player, but, yeah, again, I mean, oh, God, this is depressing. This is some poor drafting. Yeah. I mean, that's not even going through the first and second round picks that missed. I mean, uh, their they're high, highlights in this list, I would say, are Carell Buckhalter. Yeah. That was way back. Actually, Perry, hold on to that because we've got to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back and look some more of the Eagles. Brilliant drafting, and that's going to continue and help build this team anew with uh, all these great picks that they're about to make. Uh, we'll be right back on GCOB in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in nfl history tune in to wide open with andre rison andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport there'll be celebrity guests coaches, players, artists, and more. He'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week. Tune in to Wide Open with host Andre Rison, featured Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific time for IS Outdoors on the Voice America Sports Channel. With their combined experience of 60 years in the woods, Brock and Don have traveled widely creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they are also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. IS Outdoors offers brisk interaction with the audience, soliciting opinions and questions on a wide range of outdoors subjects. Tune in every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time to the IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. All right, everybody. We are back to G. Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm Michael Warren, along with Michael Perry from OTR Sports Online, and we're gonna get we're gonna start looking go, pick up here where we left off as far as looking at some of these past Eagles drafts. But first, Perry, I owe you a huge apology, and I'm very sorry. It's your birthday today, and I I didn't wish you happy birthday on the air yet, and I apologize for that. Uh, thank you very much, very much. I'm, I I didn't wish you happy birthday there. I just said I apologize for not doing so. I wasn't actually wishing you happy birthday. Oh, okay. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> No, happy birthday. I should have gotten that to that earlier. But I'm so self-absorbed that I don't care about others. So it's, it's tough for me sometimes. But so I, I called up a few drafts here, too. So even looking back to 2000, uh, and, and let's look at all their picks. I mean, fourth and fifth rounders are exactly right. I mean, not only not hitting on those. In 2000, they hit with Corey Simon sixth overall. I don't care what anyone says. Pinkston in the second round, that's fine. That's fine. Bobby Williams in the second round. That's great, except you cut him before uh, he was able to, you know, he's still playing with the Bengals. He's been a very good guard for years. 
but you got rid of him before he was able to do that. And then, remember wide receiver Gary Scott? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Now, you could have gotten... He was a difference maker. What's that? He was a difference maker. He was a difference maker because he was Plaxico's teammate at Michigan State. Yeah, it made no Uh, difference if he was playing or not. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Now, Thomas Hamner in the sixth round that year, uh, he liked to beat his dog. I I think that was about it for him as an eagle. That's the only thing I remember him doing, was getting in trouble for beating on his dog. That's uh, not not a good idea, Thomas. And then John Frank Romero, whatever. The next year, Freddie Mitchell hurts because, you know, I got no pro- I got no problem with not taking. You know, you can go back to any draft and say, boy, coulda, woulda, shoulda. But yeah, you, you know what I'm thinking here. This is what I'm thinking about the Eagles. Is um, they they don't really have they don't have a really good high hit percentage on draft picks. So their theory now is to collect as many draft picks as they can. Because if their hit ratio isn't good, but if they have more draft picks, that's more hits. And you know what? I honestly have no problem with that. I have, uh, I have no problem with that. And I would have no problem if they trade out of the number 24 slot in the first round this year. I have no problem with that. Because if you're going to blow a few picks, stockpile them. Get three second-round picks. They cost less. Joe, I know you like to hear that. They cost less. And there's more of them. And it's still, you know, still picking from a good pool of talent. You know, you look at these, some of these second-round picks. Quentin Caver from, from Arkansas. What? I mean, they did everything they could to get that guy on the field, and it didn't happen. But you're right, you know, your third and fourth round, Burgess and Buckhalter. All right, I'll take that. A.J. Feely in the fifth, that's all right. Boy, Freddie Millens, you're right, just looking at this here. Um, 2002? was a good draft, but there's now officially no one left on this team from 2002 draft. Lito was gone. Lewis was gone two years ago. They discovered a Sheldon, and they discovered a Westbrook. Oh, that's officially a wash. Uh, they've got no one left from the 2003 draft. Is that a problem, you think? Well, I think it's expectable. Okay. You know, Nobody know, left in the 2004 you know, I mean, draft? I mean, 2000 and or 2003, I mean, that's, that's like seven years ago. I mean, th- those guys got to be at, at least 30. Got to get rid of them. <laughs> well, 2003, nobody left. 2004, nobody left. Sean Andrews going, where? Reed Dodgelek took Thomas to pay. Dexter Wynn, Bruce Perry, gone. Nothing from 2004 either. They have three guys left from 05. Mike Patterson's still here. Reggie Brown gone. Matt McCoy, thank God he's gone. Ryan Moat's gone. Considine gone. Harriman's and Cole still in Philly. Yeah, but they, um, did, get, they did get a draft pick for Reggie Brown, so he kind of lived on, you know. <laughs> they get that back because they got yeah, a sixth-round pick. <laughs> they, that's true. They did get a draft pick for Reggie Brown. So you got three guys left from that. 06 draft. You still got Bunkley and Justice. Two starters, fine. Go Kong. Gone. Jean, oh, well, you got Avant. Avant's a good mean, pick. He's, well, what is, he, oh, Avant, okay, he's a good player. Gene Gillis isn't very good. Gokong's gone. Jeremy Bloom gone. Omar Gaither, eh? I mean, that, that's not giving you much. Yeah, and the thing, like, like an Omar Gaither pick, I mean, 
that's not just a missed pick that, that screws you for one year. That's a pick that screwed, that screwed the Eagles for three, four years. They tried him at, you know, inside linebacker. They tried him at you know, middle linebacker. And, and it, it took them that long to figure out, this guy can't play. <laughs> so I don't that, know that draft pick, that's still costing them three years. Yeah, well, that's what happens is when you get these guys that can't play, it hurts your team every year because you're constantly trying to force these guys in because you spent a high pick on them. I mean, once in a while, they'll realize their mistake pretty quickly. Tony Hunt, I think they could see pretty quickly, wasn't going to be able to play. He was a third-round pick. Brian Smith, I think they realized, wasn't going to be able to play. But he's 231 pounds as a defensive end. What made you think that that was going to work? Was he fast? Oh, it's just, you know, and, and going back to the Freddie Mitchell thing, it's not that you drafted Freddie Mitchell and say, oh, well, Chris Chambers, Reggie Wayne, uh, Steve Smith, you know, all these, uh, Chad Johnson, the, these receivers that went behind him. Okay, that's fine that you missed and you didn't get those guys, but you took a guy in Freddie Mitchell that wasn't the fastest, he wasn't the biggest. He didn't have the, I mean, what was he? It's not like he had some jaw-dropping physical skills that made you think, well, what did you think was going to happen? Actually, is that where it all started with them? Getting players with shredded knees? Freddie Mitchell? Yeah. Was he coming off an ACL tear? He was coming off a shredded knee in California, yeah. Well, they, maybe they got a good deal on him then. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> they probably could have got him in the third round, but all right. But, uh, <laughs> but you go back to this Jackie Iguano I'm just looking at in the fourth round. He's gone. Just a fourth-round pick wasted. Brian Smith, third-round pick. It's already gone. Trevor Laws, is. do you think he even makes the team this year? No. So you look at that 2008 draft, Trevor Laws probably doesn't make this team. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, great. Brian Smith, gone. Mike McGlynn, just a guy. Quinton Demps, probably can't play. Ikeguana, gone. Mike Gibson. You know, Joe Mays, I don't think, can play. Andy Studebaker can actually play. Ask, ask Kansas City, because they just re-signed him today. It's... Boy, you know what, Perry? I, I think I think we had enough. I don't want to depress you on your birthday anymore. We got to wrap it up here. Um, <laughs> All right. I want to thank you for joining me, though. I want you to have a very wonderful birthday this evening. I'll be celebrating for you elsewhere. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for coming on. This is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and we will see you again next week. Have a good one. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.